Hello and welcome to another episode of the Women of Dodgeball podcast. This podcast was created to support female athletes within the dodgeball community and to promote women in sport. I'm your host Jenny Hodge and today we have our second episode of the Women's Hypothetical Nationals Tournament Series with Justin Bosch at the Dodgeball Podcast. So let's get started with it. Tonight, I have with me my co-host for the Women's Dodgeball or Mock Women's Dodgeball National Championship, Jenny Hodge. How are you, Jenny? Hello. I'm good, thanks. How are you doing? Pretty good. And tonight, we're going to be doing the East Coast region. So tonight, we have with us Sammy Barrett. How are you doing, Sammy? Good. How are you? And you are a member of Royale. I am. And Sam Girardi or Sam Ashley on Facebook. Uh, and you are a member, are you the captain of Illusion? I am. All right. Who's the captain of Royale? Is it you, Jenny? Is it Sammy? Is it it's anyone Amanda. Amanda. It's Amanda Decker. So tonight we're doing the East Coast region. Um, we have six teams in the East. Um, we're going to narrow it down to a top four, and then we'll rank those top four teams. So, Jenny, do you want to go over the teams and their rosters? Sure. How about we Since just you're better at reading than I am. First, yeah, <laughs> and probably pronouncing names a bit better too. Definitely Although better than me. Saying that, I've definitely jinxed that now because I'm going to pronounce the names wrong. Yeah, but you. But you have that British accent, so it sounds right. Ooh, thank you, darlings. Thank you. <laughs> um, so I think one thing that would be good first is actually going over what teams we have on the East and saying like who's new, and okay. who's not a new team. Um, so we'll start first. So the teams that are kind of returning on from the, what would have been or from the 2019 season to what would have been the 2020 um, was Royale. With <laughs> uh, cheese. So mine's Sammy's team. No, no cheese. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then another team that's returning is Venom, which is captained by Ashley Guevara. And then another team that's returning, but I kind of class them as a new team because their roster is very, very different. I think there's only like two returning players um, is Devil's Advocate. So same name, but like I said, different ro roster. And then we have three official new teams that are coming back to the East Coast, which is uh, Flower Power, that's captained by um, Julia Kwaseva, uh, Frenzy, captained by Rebecca Forend, and Illusion, captained by Sam here. <laughs> Hi. I just have to say that pronunciation of Julia was amazing. I would have butchered that so bad. It wouldn't even be close. <laughs> also, illusion, our players are still essentially those the same of precision. Mm -hmm. Mostly a new name than a new team. It's more rebranding. Yes. <laughs> you just wanted a new jersey. Oh, and we're coming up with a whole nother one now. I just emailed someone today, so get ready for guys, that. So is it, your your old one was like the psychedelic, like twisting uh, yeah. black and white one, wasn't it? Yeah. Are you still going to be called Illusion? Oh yeah, no, we're, we're not changing that name. We're just, okay. we might be changing the jersey. I literally emailed KBS today about it. So we'll oh, see great. what happens have to check it out um so one thing i did want to know is are some of the teams that we had lost from the 2019 season uh one was clash that was uh well seated second on the east region after all the regional tournaments and um sadly like i know because of the time 
that the regions were kind of released. There was a lot of people that couldn't make round one. So there was going to be another team that was kind of coming from the Cleveland area, but they hadn't really formed because they knew they weren't going to be going to the tournament. But Southern Young Clash, there wasn't really any players that were going to be joining another team or anything. So Asha. we're only going to have six at round one, but potentially more later rounds. I was going to say Tasha's the only, really, the only really member from Clash that sort of joined a different team, right? Did anyone from her... Clash join any other teams? She's, Tasha's more of a, a free agent than officially. I mean, she's part. if she does show up to a tournament, she will play for Royale. Um, but she's made her stance pretty clear that she's not committing to anything. Yeah, I like, saw like a cool post from from you guys. <laughs> yeah, well, Didn't, wasn't there like a cool so, post from you guys where you guys pretended no one was adding and then you added her or something like that? Yes. So, um, she is on our team, and she's like officially on our team. But it's uh, that she's like, I'll only play like the furthest I'll go is New Jersey. <laughs> And then she's like, I'm not going to play in any of these other rounds because I think she pretty much was going to take the year off. Yeah. Um, well, COVID I'd... helped with that. She took the year yeah, off. COVID, yeah, COVID helped. Um, but I think when she's coming back, she's was going to kind of take like a, a bit of a step back and then only participate in like one or two tournaments if it was closer to her area. That's why I was like, oh, I think technically Royale has like a, a roster of nine. <laughs> so there's a lot of names that on the East Coast will definitely recognize as players being around. A lot of teams that have kind of shifted to other teams. Um, but then at the same time, we have a lot of new people. So there's a lot of new names on here that I'm kind of interested to see how they'll play. And I'm glad that even though we have six teams and we had lost kind of our seventh team, we've actually got more women playing. So I'm excited about it. That's cool. Yeah, because you could definitely have enough that you could do almost eight teams if everyone dropped down to six definitely like i think pretty much all of these teams have like an eight person roster <laughs> uh i think it's relatively clear that i feel like there's three teams that are definitively in the top four i think illusion royale and venom are in the top four i don't think any would any of you guys disagree that you guys are in the top those three teams are in the top four i'd be shocked if those teams didn't make it in the top four it's really, it comes down to those top three teams, you know, or the other three teams, Devil's Advocate, Flower Power, and Frenzy, I think for that fourth spot. Um, so I think that's where we should Definitely. start. And then we'll work backwards once we figure out the four teams and figure out an order for them. Yeah. That makes sense to you guys? Definitely. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. Okay, so who should we start with? Why don't we start with Devil's Advocate? Okay, so looking at Devil's Advocate's roster, we have Amber Stevens, Ileana Lopez, Joanne Esteban, Lauren Savage, Yanku Yingying Yip, and Kaja Sharzan. I think I said your name right, Kaja. I'm sorry if I didn't. So Devil's Advocate, the, a lot of the returning players are Yanku and Joanne, who kind of are like co-captioning the team. Um, one thing that's a downside to Devil's Advocate is sometimes I feel like they're a bit of like a free agent team. So they might have a core group, but you're not going to see them at every tournament. Um, what do you guys think? I love this team. Like Ying is from New York City or was from New York City. I love playing with Ying and so is Cassia. I, like she's got a great arm. And I think Ileana Lopez has probably one of the best young arms in like the entire country. Like that girl throws heat. 
Um, and I think Amber is a really good player as well. So, I, I mean, I, I really like a lot of the players in this team. I think this team, on paper, they look like a really strong team. Um, I would be interested to see how they play together. Because yeah, I, I do think in terms of experience-wise, there's not a ton of experience. And also, I don't – there's a lot of these girls that I don't know personally, but I'd be interested to see who would take the role of leadership on this team. Um, you know, making yeah. calls and saying, you know – you throw or you do this or um whereas i feel like other teams it's very clear who is like the the play caller um i do think this team is very throwing heavy um i mean you have like justin said iliana who is an animal with the ball Mm -hmm. joanne's got a solid arm lauren savage from boston um is also a really solid player Yang is a big thrower. Yang is a big thrower. Kazi is a big thrower. So I, I feel like this is a very strong throwing team, but I'd be interested to see in how they would actually play dynamic-wise on the court. Jenny, who did you say is their captain? Yeah. So it was listed that Joanne was their captain, mm-hmm. but they're kind of, it's like Joanne and kind of the premise for, I forgot to mention this earlier, <laughs> But kind of the premise for Devil's Advocate was that um, I think they were going to be a team, but Joanne was possibly making a separate team. And then I think it was just particularly for round one, um, they couldn't get enough people together. So they kind of merged together and to make Devil's Advocate because those both Jojo and Yang were on a team, that team together last year. I don't know if they would have had enough to make a different team at later rounds mm-hmm. um but i think for this hypothetical tournament we should just take like what was kind of being round one as like the team that we would have seen later in nationals i know there's teams that have said there's going to be like some changes um so particularly with this team devil's advocate kaja was kind of factoring as to like when she wasn't traveling she was potentially going to be playing so it's, it's one of those where like she's a heavy feature but she wasn't going to be there every tournament so like how much does that impact the actual team play what do you think about devil's advocate sam so i think um devil's advocate like we said has a lot of strong players um iliana while new like we said has an insane arm she she can just whip that ball her accuracy has been slightly off, but I think that that's something that kind of just comes with experience. Um, Yang is someone who's been in the game for like quite some time. Ying Ying, Ying is uh, somebody who's pretty good all-around player from what I've seen, and same with Kaja, pretty good all-around player. Um, same with Amber, all-around player. I think that, like Sammy said, there, there are a lot of good all-around players on the team it's a it's going to be interesting to see how they all work together um but they are a group of individuals who have not played together as a group from what i know over over the past year or so and it'll be it'll be pretty interesting to see how they kind of clash when they all come together on the court all puns intended for the other team (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If we're going to talk about like style of play. Yeah. So like Sam had brought up some, some points there. Like if you, part of my 
thing looking at the team is that I don't know where people are going to play. Like, there's not... I know Amber DeSimons can play the corner, but it's like, is she going to be that position? Like, there's no... There's not really some, someone on that team that I can see, like, this is going to be a corner. This is going to be a wing. This I is going to be, like, a solid... Yeah, I can't speak to their team, but from what I've seen, I would assume Ileana and Ying Yang would be the corner. However, Ying Yang, I've noticed, played the middle on most teams that I've seen her in. But she would make a pretty strong corner in my opinion. I, I definitely think she'd be a good corner. I know Illy's I think because of her because of her arm, um, I think she'd probably be better off being a middle. Yeah, I would agree. Um so it's like whether or not Amber would take that position or if Jojo would slide over. Because I do think I know Yang has had many years experience in playing, but I think that that's something that um, she would be better suited not playing off of the corner. Yang's a big catcher. Players that are on their team. Yang's a big yeah, catcher, exactly. in my opinion. What do you think, Sammy? Um, I kind of agree with everything you guys are saying. I, when I look at this team, so let's say left to right, uh, left corner. I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking corners on this team are going to be Kazuya and Ying because Ying throws lefty. Mm -hmm. So I feel like she'll, she'll be that off corner um, sort of covering. And I feel like Kazuya always plays in a corner. Then you have Joanne who almost always plays in the middle. Lauren plays in the middle. Yang plays in the middle. Amber's kind of the wild card. Um, I feel like she is often corner, but again, like I said previously, I mean, whoever decides to take the leadership role on this team um, is going to have to kind of delegate that one out. Um, I feel like Ying is the most versatile player because I feel like yeah. Ying could probably play anywhere across the board. So yeah. I almost feel like you don't want to put her in the corner just because there's so many other players who can't move around the like the board, essentially. It's like Amber probably... That's it's just the question is, 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 jo is Ying the best corner for them like does it matter yeah. like, see that's the issue yeah with the scene like looking at it is that like i know part of the thing is that they the kind of two aspiring teams had joined together to just make devil's advocate but i think that's why sometimes you kind of get a feeling that it's kind of like a free agent team because it's not quite gonna mesh as well as what you would see as some other teams but i still think it's like you put a bunch of people with a lot of talent mm -hmm. and then like if their chemistry work they could be a really good team if it doesn't work as well then that's where they'll struggle the biggest issue is this team can't also they can't practice it all together so it's like everything they have to do you know it's like they have to figure it out all in the first day of a tournament and figure out where everyone exactly. plays and where everyone should sit up i feel like the only one that's obvious is like I feel like Ileana is the only person who's a definitive middle for this team. Yeah. Other than that, I think you could change this roster like 400 times. And I'm not sure if you would ever yeah. find the right mix. Definitely. But okay. So let's go on to, we'll talk about flower power was one of the other teams that we mentioned little reminder. So Cassie Salamone, Hannah Erberler. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, Julia Kutseva. Uh, Cassie Jackson, Taylor Devon, Tatiana Munez, 
and Michael and Teresa Lane. Um, That's karma, by the so, way. You teased me about my pronunciation, and now you can't pronounce somebody's name. Yeah, well, some of these are hard because it's I know like they're really Aileen, hard. Eileen. <laughs> yeah, but you 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 can't Jason, pronounce the simplest. Jason. I mean, who knows how you pronounce it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jay Quillen. A Aaron. A Aaron. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? <laughs> but uh, with Flower Power, a lot of these people that are on this team were previously on um, the East Coast team stealth mode that we had seen in the 2019 season. A lot of them look to be primarily made up from players that are from the New York City area. I know that you know, we were saying pre-recording that Cassie Jackson is from the New Jersey area. But what do you guys think about Flower Power, Sammy? I got to be completely honest. I only recognize a couple names on the on my team, um, <laughs> so I really don't think it would be fair for me to speak to what they can and can't do. But again, I feel like so, I know, I know Hannah, I know Julia, I know Cassie Jackson. I think that's it. Looking at this team, though, so I feel like for me to say what they're capable of wouldn't necessarily be fair. Do you know what positions Cassie had played? Cassie, before? I only ever played with her during- Which Cassie? Uh, Cassie, Cassie Jackson. Jackson. Sorry, so, <laughs> I forgot there's two Cassies on this team. Cassie Jackson played on my team uh, in the draft tournament last February. Um, Brent, pretty new player, has really only played in rec leagues. Solid player though, like you could really count on her. Um, I, I wouldn't call her a clutch player, um but she really definitely stepped up when i needed her to um she's definitely not a thrower in my opinion but she can catch um she definitely made a lot of moves that even surprised me as a, a relatively new player um so i definitely don't want to take that away from her um i think overall for for an east coast player she's really solid i think this team probably struggle with like the same thing that we talked about with Devil's Advocate is like not a clear leader, relatively new. I mean, less, more new than Devil's Advocate is. So like learning how to play the game, understanding which other teams are good, that all that stuff I feel like is going to be where they struggle and just getting up to speed in terms of play style, strategy, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. What about you, Sam? What do you think? So, like everyone else, I see a lot of new people on this team, um, which new people doesn't mean bad players, because new people could mean, you know, just experience that we haven't seen. Uh, so, I don't want to speak to that, like Sammy said, like I really don't know a good majority of this team. I would say that because they're all new, that they kind of lack some things that some of the senior teams lack or some of the senior teams have that they just you know wouldn't have yet especially due to COVID we just we don't have the accessibility to practice together like they have a good majority of people who are pretty close to each other but they're not available to practice just because we're not allowed to practice together so it makes it a lot harder Remember, we're imagining this is as if there is no COVID. So this was a season last year where there was no COVID. 
So, yeah. so if there was no COVID whatsoever, no restrictions. But they are, even if there's no COVID whatsoever, I'm not. I, yeah. I don't know where all these people live, so I can't. I can't fully speak. They're pretty much in the New York City yeah, area. I would say four to five. So of them a lot of them here. play in rec yeah. leagues. Okay, so then a good majority of them will at least have some practice time together. But real time, elite USA dodgeball experience or whatever, you know, they're all kind of behind the ball for that um doesn't mean they're bad players just means that they don't have the experience that the rest of us have with everyone else i think that makes them struggle but you know i'd be interested to see where they come up in that aspect yeah definitely i so even though they all live in the same area part of the issue with new york city is that like, so a lot of these players play in a rec league. I doubt, I know, Justin, you could probably attest to this. It's, I know we did have kind of elite training sessions that we used to do, like, during my time mm-hmm. there. But um, pretty much the only women that would come to that were players like Ashley Guevara, Emma. Uh, Alex Purin, and Emma. Um, so it was, like, a lot of Vemin, uh, Vemin? Vemin? <laughs> a lot of Venom um, and I. Um, we're turning up to these rounds and so when we were doing kind of like when you'd see the KO or like the Royale season um, you didn't see a lot of these other players that were coming from New York City kind of doing the more elite events so the only time that they were really getting any time to play together would probably be during an open gym in the recreational league in New York City um, which that in itself it's really hard to get a chance to kind of play together um, because you'll be on different teams or even in open gym, like there's so many people around, you can't really work on anything in that sort of environment. So it'd be kind of similar to what we had with Devil's Advocate, as in they would only kind of get their chance to play together at the tournament, like in that kind Mm -hmm. of environment. So it's definitely, I think that's the biggest downfall is chemistry. Because if I'm looking at these players that had played on stealth mode, um, previously, I know Anne had played, I think she played round one in the East in 2019. Um, Tatiana, I think she had come to the first round and then maybe to another round two. Part of the issue with stealth mode, why they didn't perform as well, is because I think that their chemistry didn't really kind of hit its spot until like round three. So it affected how they had ranked throughout the season. So they couldn't accumulate points to kind of get better. So it kind of went away from them and I feel like this year that could have been a similar scenario um I know that Justin you were saying that Cassidy Salamone is kind of like um, yeah I was gonna, upcoming player yeah, she's new to the I area. was going to talk about Cassie because she's like as bout it bout it a dodgeball player like she is, goes to every open event she goes to open dodgeballs that are happening like now outside she's gone to like all of Kyle's tournaments she's gone to like some random Philadelphia like open gyms like she'll travel, she'll play, she'll play anywhere. Um, and she's really good. I mean, she is super raw, has never played in elite and like doesn't totally understand strategy, but you can see like, she's not scared at all. Like she's got a great throw. I mean, she's the type of player that I would be, I wouldn't be surprised if she's poached onto another team next, you know, like after one season of elite, like frenzy or illusion or venom or somebody would po- would poach her. She's that kind of player that mm-hmm. like another team would just see and was like, oh, why don't you come join our team and make our team a little bit better? Um, 
So I think she's a really good up and coming player and she's on our co-ed team. So, you know, we picked her up because I saw her play one night in co-ed and asked her to join our co-ed team. So, so just saying, um, I, I could be completely wrong and making some fool of myself, but I think her name is Casey, not Cassie. I think it's Casey. And if right. I'm wrong, I'm completely sorry for my bad. <laughs> but I have seen her at all of Kyle's tournaments. She thought she kicks ass, you know, and I'm sorry if I'm not allowed to say that. But she does really well. She's, like you said, she's not afraid of the ball. She's doing all her thing, and she's on the court playing really smart every time that I see her. Love her. Yeah. She's going to be a player that gets better every time. Like, with a full season of Elite, she'll pick up all the things that she's doing correctly. She'll understand how to play better. She'll be a much better player after one year. And, you know, just like everyone is. But she's the type of player I could see really improving quite a bit. So, Yeah. And I think that says something, especially when you're talking about her drive. Mm-hmm. So, like, the fact that she's going to, like, if there's dodgeball available, she's trying to play. I know that... Um, like on social media she's posting stuff saying like hey like oh i may not have won this time around but i've been like able to face off this guy and i can see that i'm improving mm-hmm. so like being able to see that you're improving and like having that work ethic is um is huge so i wonder if because we were talking about kind of a leadership issue so i wonder if because of that drive that she would actually encourage the the other women in the new york city area to try and practice together and then also kind of like Julia will be kind of the captain of the team, maybe in a more organizational aspect. Um, I think Julia could probably admit herself that she's not going to be like the strongest play caller and that sort of thing, like strongest pres- presence on the court. So I wonder if Cassie will kind of fill that role. I will say also in terms of practice in New York City, I mean, we had procured a gym that we were going to be practicing in and it was shut down the week. Basically, we were starting the week of COVID. Like Sam and Joe were going to come in from, like people from Jersey were going to start coming in. We were getting the Long Island guys to come in. So we were trying to get a little bit more of like a tri-state practice thing in New York City. So I think some of these women would have definitely been involved. They were part of the conversations. Um, I know that Ashley and Emma and uh, yeah, Alex and Cassie, I mean, Casey, they were all part of the conversation and we're going to be in those gyms. So they would have been practicing if there was no COVID. Yeah. But again, I still okay, think they so, would lack the leadership that we're talking about because they just don't have the experience. Yeah. I think there's, it's the experience is an issue. And then I think it would be chemistry. It would be an issue. Um, I also have no idea how they'd line up. Not, not even a clue. Yeah. That's, that's something too, is that I, I'm not too sure what positions, I think it would just be kind of feeling it out, see how people, play i know that they had done that in the previous rounds and in the 2019 season was i kind of saw everyone in different positions but i I think it would just be kind of who's available in tournaments and how people feel comfortable best and like if they're able to acknowledge that maybe a corner isn't the position i should be in i should pass this on to someone else but that is something that i am excited to see like new women playing and like more te- this is why i was saying that even though there's only six teams it's exciting that there's like so many new women that are coming to the east coast because i feel like if you were to look at the 2018 in comparison to the 2019 
season, then it was pretty much a lot of the same women. There wasn't really new teams. It was the only new team was kind of Clash, where I made a joke with Tasha that I think at like at one time or throughout the season they probably had fourteen people play on their team. <laughs> a lot of them were Canadians <laughs> that had come down, but because even Clash was kind of like a mix of of different players there. I wonder if we have some Canadians kind of come back. Well, if there was um, just a Canadian team. Yeah. Okay. So because I know that Sammy and Sam had both said that they don't really know the players on Flower Power. So we're kind of, we've gone over, I think we went into like enough detail on that team. Um, but I want to look into Frenzy next. I'm going to go through the roster just to kind of give to the listeners now and to you guys a bit of a refresher as to like where these kind of players are and like if there's been any changes from other teams so elise morris natalie waller and rebecca forand were previously on clutch mode so this team's kind of it's like the new clutch mode probably about half the team is from old clutch mode team but they've kind of merged together to make this new team called frenzy um those three are from the new jersey area so they i know that they get to play together a lot in like a recreational league or if there's any practice nights so they get to play together Kat Durrell, I don't know if she would have been there at every tournament, but she had previously played with Clutch Mode as well. But she is, she used to be an NYC player, but a couple of years ago she had moved down to New Orleans. So she's kind of one of those traveling players. I think she was going to play in the South too, but she had played for Clutch Mode at Nationals. And then next we got on the list is Sam Hutter. She had previously played with you, Sam, on Precision. She had joined the women's division on the East Coast. I think it was round three. And then she played with Precision at Nationals. And she's kind of based from the Ohio area. Now, Samantha Sayward, I recognize that name. I think she was one of the the new women that had played in the draft tournament, correct? Yes, she's one of uh, Rebecca's friends. So she played, um, I guess she's part of South Jersey. And she played with the rec division down South Jersey. I I want to say it's assumably play more, mm-hmm. but I can't oh, I be a hundred percent sure on that. Yeah. And then um, Sally Schnellinger is also from the Ohio area with Sam. I think they're based in Cleveland. And if I get that wrong, I'm so sorry. Um, I'm just going off of what I think <laughs> is the case, but I think she is from Sam's Rec League, which is the Stonewall League out there in Cleveland. So she's had plenty of experience in nosting. I know that they played out there. And then finally on Clutch Mode, who we have rostered here is Emily Sadler. She was previously on Stealth Mode. And she's a traveling nurse. So I think she's originally from Florida, but she's <laughs> just kind of all over the place now. And I think that she was going to be able to play with them if she was able to make the tournaments. Um, so that's kind of the team of frenzy. So Sammy, if you want to go first, what do you kind of think of this team? I do think this is a really solid team in terms of players that have um, experience. Um, well, across the board, though, this is a very strong catching team, as opposed to Devil's Advocate that we thought was a very strong throwing team. Um, so definitely interesting there. I mean, you have um, players like Natalie and Rebecca. Emily, even, I don't know much about Samantha Sayward or Sally. Um, they're all catchers. Sam Hutter, she goes both ways. Uh, she's she's definitely a strong thrower. Um, you need to have eyes on her on the court and everything. Um, Elise is another strong thrower. 
similar issue with devil's advocate though i don't really know who's going to step up and be the leadership on this team um who's going to say you play where who's doing what i don't even know where i put people in positions on this team um so a little bit of a, a mishmash there i feel like there are a lot of uh, middle players yeah i feel like sam hutter would naturally fall into the role of the corner especially on this team i think elise was the left corner for clutch mode am i right sam i think elise was the corner honestly i think you're right but like my memory is pretty horrible i know it's so, been like, a don't while count on me. <laughs> yeah don't count on me i think you're right but don't count on me i do agree with you sammy when you're saying about uh, this team is a very strong catching team like if you're if you're saying the three that's originally on clutch mode so like elise natalie and rebecca I feel like when they don't have a ball in their hand, they're on their knees ready <laughs> to catch anything. And then Cat Durrell, too, is a strong catcher. I think it, it's one of those things, too, where like, I do think there's a lot of middles. I wish I knew more about Samantha Sayward. I know she's a new player, so that's probably lack of experience. And I wish I knew more about Sally uh, Schnellinger. I know that Sam said that she, uh, she they've played together a lot. So I think she has a lot more experience in the sense that their Stonewall League is actually pretty competitive and they do have like a competitive division in their Stonewall League so she won't kind of be fresh off the boat and um, I believe Sally actually came to that Spring Fling tournament where it was where we had like a 4v4 women's um, in 8.5. do believe that she came out to that because there was a lot of them that had come from the Stonewall area I know like Leslie Ellison had kind of put together a team for that so I think she has played in a couple of these kind of side competitive tournaments. What do you think to this team dynamic, Sam? Uh, so I'm actually really excited to see how this team works out. So if you all haven't been following Rebecca, she's been kicking ass in the uh, losing weight fitness department. Yeah, like she is 1000% killing it. To the point where, like, I honestly don't know where she stands on the court anymore because I think that she's she's going to be a big surprise to most of us. Outside of Rebecca, though, um, like you said, I think Sam Hutter is going to end up being a big corner on this team. I think that she has the arm to do it. I think she's also a pretty good catcher. Like you guys said, most of these people on the team, big, pretty big catchers. And I would probably put Elise in the other corner just based on what I know and what I'm looking at. Um, Kat, I actually played with her one once um, during my team as Cryptorchidism, which <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a while ago. But Cat uh, was actually... Uh, a big surprise to me. I didn't, I didn't really know her at the time, but like she had a pretty good arm. She had a pretty good catch. Like she was an overall roundabout good player. Um, I don't really know Sally at all. And Sam Sayward, I played with her like once or twice and like, you know, she's very new. Mm -hmm. So I think that what she brings to the table is yet to be seen. Um, I think everyone else on the team has pretty good experience. Emily and Natalie, you know, they've been around the block. They've been on several teams. They see what's going on. I think both of them are, are bigger catchers than they are throwers. Mm -hmm. 
but could surprise us at any moment. I think this team is a pretty good all-around team, mostly on catches, though, than they are on throwing. Yeah. I think, so you were kind of touching on Kat. She's my kitty cat. We used to play on Arkham together for co-ed. Uh-huh. One thing that's definitely with Kat, though, is since she started playing, I love that since she's moved, she's still coming to the East Coast since she's playing, but she's, she's improved every single time that I've seen her. One thing I wish for Kat to do better is I feel like she lacks self-confidence sometimes. And I, I do feel like that there's some players on this team that don't realize like what potential that they have and that they could do so much more with it. So I'm really excited. When I saw the, what this team was going to be, I was like, yes. Because <laughs> one thing I've kind of like what we can probably go into this later, but one thing that I was going to be really excited about kind of this East season for what 2020 would have been is that I did feel like in the 2019 season it was kind of you could see it was it was kind of the same two teams fighting at the top and then it was kind of a cluster and then the teams that were coming in like glass sort of thing whereas now I feel like a lot of the talent's more spread out so it's more going to be like on chemistry and like team dynamic Um, but it is interesting that like I feel like clutch mode or what was clutch mode now frenzy has made a huge impact in bringing someone like sam hudder onto their team like she's got a wicked throw great curve and natural talent that i think will like kind of raise their caliber a lot more but what do you think justin yeah i mean i think it's just really interesting because you don't you don't really pick out who's going to throw for them Hmm. but i'm not sure anyone really wants to throw at them either like yeah. <laughs> there's no easy targets on their team. Like there's no one you're going to be like, oh, we can get that person out because every single one of these people you throw at is an above average catcher. Yeah. Like I'm not even sure like who you, and so many of them are so good at getting down and catching that it, it makes it even harder. I mean, I guess, you know, it really comes back to with these three teams at the bottom. It's like, who is going to have a leadership role on their team is like, is Sam Hutter or Rebecca or Elise going to take the leadership role and make this team stand out over the other two teams because they have a little bit more leadership? I mean, they definitely have the most experience of these three teams. Mm-hmm. Um, the majority of their players have played more than almost any player on any other team besides maybe Yang. Um, so I think that's one thing that we would talk about. Um but it's a really interesting team, it, you know, especially like if we get to the point where it's like devil's advocate versus frenzy, it's like all throwers versus all catchers. It's like what wins? Yeah, you know, does catching win or does throwing win in this in that battle? I think personally in women's, when it comes down to catching versus throwing, I do think catching is almost always going to win. Mm-hmm. Just based off of my experience from what I've had, um, it's always... The, the stronger catching team always tends to come out on top. Then again, you know, you get down to like a 2v2 or, or a 3v1 or whatever, you know, anything can happen in that circumstance. And I, I do really think this would probably be like the game to watch on the East Coast. Um, just because there's no, there's no standouts here of like who's, who's definitely going to come out on top or, you know, I feel like there's a lot that would just sort of have to play itself out that we just, we can't really necessarily predict it. 
Yeah. I was going back through um, what I feel like she's like unofficial sponsor of the podcast, Relina. <laughs> yeah, she won't, an- of... she won't answer our podcast answer. But... Yeah, she... yeah, I'm like, Relina, please come on. And she's like, no, I'm not going to reply. Yeah. But going through some of the brackets that she had from the rounds. So it's kind of hard with the East Coast because we had less teams. And then obviously for that 2019 season, it was like best of seven, single elimination so it's kind of hard where it's like, what's your kind of draw? I know that they had seeded fifth, which then it's kind of a sucky position because then you're playing the fourth best team. So it's like someone that you had fought with. I always hate being like middle of the pack in that scenario because then you're playing someone of like equal talent, whereas like it does benefit those players that kind of seed first because then you play who seeded last. So one thing to know is that for the teams that they had played against, on the first round, they had lost to Precision 4-0. On the second round, they had lost to Clash, but they had lost 4-1. to So they still took a game off of Clash. And then when we had seen how they did in East Round 3, they had lost to Venom, but they had gotten... So they had lost only 4-2. to And it's kind of like a similar scenario then. But I definitely noticed with Clutch Mode for that season that they had improved as the season gone on. Um, I think part of the issues, like I'll say part of the issues that they had with that team previously was that there was a couple of weak points that I don't think Frenzy will have. So it's kind of, that's why I'm like, I'm interested to see how this team's kind of play out. But we were saying that between those three teams, so Devil's Advocate, Flower Power and Frenzy, they would all kind of be fighting for that number four seed, you guys say? Mm Yeah, and I think I think we can all could agree that it's probably going to come down to Frenzy and Devil's Advocate, in our opinion. Yeah. Just because Flower Power has so many new players, and there's so many unknowns with them, it just I think they get trumped over by Frenzy's known and Devil's Advocate's known factors. So I think we yeah. can eliminate Flower Power from a top four consideration, and it comes down to Frenzy versus Devil's Advocate for us. So Sam, how do you think that this? game would come out like if it was devil's advocate versus frenzy who do you think would kind of take it um honestly looking at the roster i'd probably say frenzy i want to say that it's going to come down to a pretty heated tournament um where it could come out to either one on top but if i were to place a bet down i'd probably say frenzy just because they have more experience on their side um they have bigger catchers like sammy said in these women's tournaments the catching is pretty it's a pretty big asset when it comes to our games um and uh catching with with experience i mean i think that they just have it down versus devil's advocate in my opinion I know, Sammy, that you had mentioned um, about that you think that catching would take it. So would you, or catching would take kind of more priority over a throwing team. So would you be fair in saying that friend, you think that Frenzy would kind of win in this fourth place seed? Um, it's so tough to say, though, because I think about my own playing style. Um, I am 100% a thrower. I cannot catch a ball coming at me at I think you caught a ball once and I was like Sammy Sammy caught a ball yeah no I catch like one ball maybe once a tournament 
Um, really not a strong catcher by any means. Um, so I think about from my own experience, I mean, even nationals in Austin during playoffs, you know, I was on fire and I was just making hit after hit after hit. You know, I was hitting, you know, 10, 10 throws in a row. So you never, you can't really say that like, I mean, yes, I do. I think overall catchers are most definitely going to come out on top, but I have to think about like, you know, Ileana having this killer arm and who knows, who's to say that she's not going to come out and just, you know, ping these players left and right, you know, hit them all across the board and take out this team. So it's just, it's so hard. Can I comment on the fact that both, I've played with both Sammy and Tasha and both have said that they are throwers, not catchers. They don't catch anything is what they told me. (laughs) And then both times that I played with them, I think that they caught more than I did the entire time. (laughs) And I just want, I just want to say that I feel like nobody knows what their catching ability is when they're known as a thrower. Maybe they just catch you, Sam. <laughs> no, I'm usually on their team. So therefore they're not catching me. It's all all I'm saying is I feel like most throwers don't know their ability as a catcher until they're in the moment. Because yeah. Sammy and Tasha both told me they're like, I'm not a catcher. I'm a thrower only. I mean, don't get me wrong. They're big on defense, both of them. <laughs> but they caught more both times I played with them than I think I did the whole time. Just saying. <laughs> yes and no. I'm definitely throwing dominant for sure. I can catch a ball. Everyone can catch a ball. <laughs> Eventually. Every, every squirrel gets a nut eventually. But like... <laughs> The two times I played with you guys, I feel like you guys were like, listen, you guys are going to catch me in and that's what it's going to be. And then like you guys caught me in more than anyone else. I feel like it just happens when you don't expect it. Yeah. It might be besides the point, but I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) So two comments. First one. Uh, after Sammy's comment about um, how you were playing, I don't think we can all fit in the Zoom chat anymore because I think your head is just taking up so much of the space. <laughs> it was only one tournament. I've never. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but definitely what you're kind of saying about like there are some throw throws out there that like Ileana is like I think she's probably like the second if not the first or like the fastest hardest thrower in the east coast 100 percent. i would give her first 100 percent. which is crazy because she's what like 18 years old 18 19 although when we come back from covid covid she might be uh <laughs> 21 she's brand new but that girl can throw like a baseball player oh she's in she's it's crazy it does help that she has basically just plays with kyle and kyle (laughs) just throws at him throw like i guarantee kyle doesn't take it easy on her at all and just probably whips it obviously mikey didn't rub off on me enough so yeah i guess (laughs) hey you played the corner very well but that's because you don't (laughs) that's because you're not in you're not in the in the cannoli shop making cannolis that's the only reason why mikey can throw so hard yeah i don't have the grip strength obviously so (laughs) 
But yeah, um, squeeze down more cannolis. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, when it comes to like, if we're talking about some of the players in Devil's Advocate, like Ileana, I had spoken with her about like things that she needed to work on because she was like new to competitive play. She's done. She did like. I don't think she did UDC, but she's done trampoline dodgeball. That's where she kind of had like started it. Um, she definitely work, has to work on other aspects of the game, but the throwing is like such a huge advantage for her and a huge advantage for a team. Um, I personally would think that in this scenario, if we're talking about devil's advocate, kind of talking about the fact that not, it's like known that not this team, like their starting team is just six players. And like Lauren uh, Savage was going to kind of be a sub for the Boston round because it was in Boston and she's from that area. Um, but I don't think everyone would have made this team. So they would have had other free agents on that team that then could hinder them almost because they're a throwing team. So it's like, well, what happens if this other person makes a play and then these guys throw too, then what, you know, you've lost all your balls and like that kind of thing. Um, and then it's like, even though they're a throwing team, they're not a strong catching team. Then if they do lose ball control, then they're not going to really survive unless they're like dodging that kind of scenario. So I personally would think that Frenzy would take this and like claim that fourth spot. Um, just looking at the team, seeing that I think Frenzy will actually have really good chemistry right off the bat, even though some of them are new. Um, I think Emily Sadler had actually played with Clutchmate at Nationals, if I remember. So a lot of these people have played together um, and I think they have more drive to work together as a team and perform better. Um, I think also the fact that they're all sort of centrally located, they can practice together a little bit more. There's definitely. just a little bit more chance of team chemistry. And yeah. I think, like you said, the fact that devil's advocate, you know, some players might be there, some players might not be there. I think we can relatively all agree that frenzy probably is our fourth team, right? Yes. Anyone disagree? I would say that. Although I love this Devil's Advocate team. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, it's I, when I saw it, I was like, wow, like this, is, this could be a really good team. But I know for a fact that not everybody was going to be there for a certain mm -hmm. tournament. So it's like you have a starting six, but not everyone's going to be there. So it's like, how does that affect your team? But OK, so we're going to say Frenzy is going to be our number four slot. Now we should go on to talk about one, two, and three. So the three we have left is Illusion, Royale, and Venom. So who, what team do we kind of want to talk about first? Well, can we just, you know, can we just say it? Can we just say Royale is number one? I was going to say just, Like, I love, like, I love my team. I love Venom. I love all the other teams. Like, can we just be honest here, though? You guys have the head honchos of the East Coast, and let's just let's just be honest here. Sam and I are like, mm. I love my team. I think that you know, I think that both Illusion and Venom. I think that any other team, like we can bring you down a notch, like one round or so. But like overall. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to you guys. Yeah. Royale is gonna hit number one. Period. End of story. On the East Coast. I'd be shocked. Love you guys. I'd be shocked if you guys. Love everyone else. I'd be shocked if you guys didn't have enough points to be number one. I mean, like Sam just said, at worst, maybe you'll get a second in one of the rounds. You'll probably win two out of three. You're gonna have enough points to be the number one seed in 
Yeah, I love everyone. I think everyone is has potentially the ability to bring you guys down a notch or two. But like overall, based on what I'm seeing, you guys are going to be number one. Period. And if any, let me tell me like, "Eh." (laughs) (laughs) go ahead, be modest, but you're lying. (laughs) Sammy's head is getting bigger. I hate to our own home. Can we've already talked about my ego. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't think I can fit any more of me up here. <laughs> but I do, I do have to admit, you know, the one thing I've picked on on other teams so far is leadership. And I think our team has a ton of leadership, you know, the rounds that Amanda can't make or that Hots can't make or Jenny can't make. There is someone to fill those shoes in every circumstance. Yeah, you guys have like nine leaders. Yeah, we're we're all leadership material. We all, you know, have the personality. We're willing to make the calls. We're willing to tell people what to do and not feel bad about it. Um, plus, I think our team just has a lot of chemistry. We've been playing together for years. A lot of us are centrally located. I mean, there's five of us right off the bat that are from Boston that pre-COVID were regularly practicing together. Um, you, gotta do, you guys do Zooms together. We Zoom chat all the time, wine drunk together, or maybe it's me getting wine drunk and everyone else just kind of playing along with it. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I, I think overall our team has a ton of chemistry, a lot of leadership, and just a really solid skill set overall. So, and yeah. dope ass jerseys. And dope ass jerseys. We're going to get some new jerseys though. Did I send you? I think I sent you a picture of the. No, you didn't send it to me, Jenny. I probably did, but it was just a year ago and you have bad memories. Maybe. Was it the pants <laughs> that I never got and I'm really upset about? What? The pink ones? Oh yeah, the pink yeah. ones. That we definitely need to make a thing. Yes. Uh, excuse me, there's another team here that's the pink team. That's kind uh, of our thing. <laughs> just okay. inspiration from you, Justin. That's why, because we admire you so much. Well, when you guys... You, dearly. you don't have to lie to me. <laughs> Illusion's We're, coming out in New Jersey's. I just thought, like, no. What? Oh, I didn't my, hear that. Yeah, my, <laughs> team, my team isn't fully under the awareness of the New Jersey's. We've all talked about it. And I decided, you know what? I'm going to look into it a little bit harder. We're going to come out with some <laughs> New Jersey's that most people, even the people on the team, don't know about. So it's a big secret. You're just going to rock up and you're going to be like, oh, by the way, we got these new ones. So yeah, no, I'm just going to start handing them out like candy. It's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, if we can't play, at least we can make new dodgeball jerseys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was going to say, there's only certain things we can do right now. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we're doing a hypothetical, hypothetical women's exactly. dodgeball tournament. <laughs> But I think we could go ahead and talk about Royale. We've started, we're already kind of talking about it. Um, Do we so, need to talk about you guys? You guys are doing great. Done. <laughs> we need to talk about Royale. Yeah. I think we can clearly say that you guys are the one. There you go. That's fine. I still want to talk about it though. There was definitely going to be some changes though in Royale. <laughs> um, not really too much. It was one about. tournament. That's uh, it. Obviously, Tasha, we had announced that Tasha was going to be added in. Um, she was going to yeah. be more of like if she regionally could make it in that area that she was going to play. Um, I know Hots wasn't going to be at round one. We were going to have Kate Karen's come back because she had, uh, was it UCL? It was the one. Tommy in the John. Tommy John surgery, didn't she? Yeah. 
And that was. And how many rounds would Megan have missed? When would Megan have come back from nationals. overseas? So she would have missed the whole season except for nationals. So. Yeah, but. Um, but she wouldn't have. So, but she de- yeah. definitively wouldn't have been there until nationals. Yeah, she wouldn't have been there until nationals. I don't think it still um, makes a difference in terms of talent wise. You still are talented enough to win without Megan, the East yeah. Coast. So it, you don't have to rub it in. Jesus. <laughs> well, it's one of those things that's like, obviously, I want to be humble. <laughs> but it's like one of those things that like, it was an added benefit having Megan play because she took a lot of pressure off of like me. Because <laughs> that I was like our middle thrower kind of thing. So it was like, oh, if you're making a big throw, then that was on me. And I know at round one, I got targeted a lot. Um, yeah. And then it probably wasn't until like a third match that I was like, I caught something and I was like, yes. And then I like, Jenny. and then I was on the catching street. And then people were like, okay, don't throw at Jenny. I was like, those first Jenny, two games have to jack all. <laughs> in all honesty, it's because you can catch, but Megan is a catcher and a thrower, period. If we threw it at Megan, it was pretty much an end all, like we are gonna die. Like that was it. Like she was either gonna hit us or she was gonna catch us and like that was it. Like you was a 50-50 at the very least. Like you were gonna hit us if we gave you the opportunity, <laughs> but you catching us was like, all right, we got a 50-50, 60-40 chance here. That's where I think that like, after especially after like round one playing a couple of games then I was like catching more and then I think it was like by the end of the season I was like Royale's like third catcher maybe second I don't know I think Mackenzie might have been the second one Mackenzie and Michelle were definitely our top yeah I think they were like the top two and then I was like hey I was struggling with this all year in KO (laughs) because I was like more known for a throwing but then I think it like kind of helped that I was being targeted (laughs) But it definitely like having Megan on our team. She's very accurate, um, great attitude, and obviously like a catcher. But it definitely takes a lot of heat off of other players that would get targeted first. I know that um, one thing that's so good about Sammy. I'm gonna make her head a little bit bigger now. Is that <laughs> Sammy is a great corner. Like especially at nationals, you were definitely the most consistent and reliable player. Um, like, I think I even said to Amanda at the end, yes, yeah, I, I think I even said this to you, like, after, like, a wedding that we had gone to, where I was, like, oh, after nationals, I was, like, oh, Sammy, MVP. <laughs> yeah, and it was, like, I was your wing. And I was your best friend on the court. Um, but definitely my job was to be, like, don't let Sammy get out. Protect her. <laughs> but I would agree that I personally think Royale would have seeded first or come out of it first um this is the thing that i was saying before like i was excited to see this east region because i think that there would be a lot more teams that would give us a run for our money um we definitely had struggles with certain styles of play i know part of our issues are which i know that we had gotten better with at nationals um part of the issue is like sniping if people were sniping that was something that was like a weakness to us kind of thing um, I know everyone's taking notes, but don't throw those notes away. Uh, <laughs> but but there's stuff where I think that some of the players has shifted. So some of the the strengths of other teams can come now play into the strengths of Royale. Um, so I think kind of coming into it, even though we do see more talented teams kind of coming together, um, 
I I do think that Royale would have kind of come out on top. All right. So now let's move on to the harder part, which is figuring out Illusion and Venom, who's our two and three seeds. Yeah, this is this is exciting to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll talk about Venom first. I think I mean I think they have a lot of really good up and coming players. Like I think Alexa Warnock, Casey Weaver, Lisa Freed, Cassie Weaver, Ca- Cassie Weaver are all really good up and coming players. Emma is a really solid player, and Ashley has been playing for a long time and has like probably the best feel for the court and is obviously their their biggest leader. Um, and Lisa, I think, is probably the most improved player. Um, and also the, probably the most natural corner of their team. Um, See, this is, I'm going to say this after you've done this. I'll let, I'll let you finish and then I'll No, say. no, go ahead. My biggest issue with Venom is they have too many corners. They have like three left corners. Is it and Lisa, Cassie, and Ashley? Uh, Lisa, Cassie, and Emma. And then on the right, you have Justine and Ashley. Yeah, I think you can move Emma into the wing off of corner because she's not as good as Lisa. She's not as good as Lisa in terms of arm wise. She's not as good as in terms of arm talent as as Lisa is. And I think she's a better catcher than Lisa is. I would agree that Emma could play. She could play a corner, but she's just as solid in the middle. Whereas Ashley, Cassie and Lisa are like huge corner players those three which corner they play on don't don't talk to me about it because like i barely know my left from right but the three of them are great corners what do you think sammy based off what i know off venom ash is gonna play, play right corner mm-hmm. Lee's gonna play left corner alexa will play inside of ashley and um I'm not sure. Sorry, my Alexa's talking. It's every time. Every every person with the name Alexa. Ashley right, Lisa left. Um, Cassie inside of Lisa and Alexa inside of Ashley. Sorry, sorry if I'm mixing all these names up. There's a lot. I could agree with that. One names in front of me. Um, Justine's gonna play the middle on that team. Um, I mean, I feel like I feel like there's a lot of. If you get one of the corners out, there's always going to be someone that's going to step into that corner. Yeah, there's people that can step into that corner. It's just one of those things that's like... So Venom had some changes throughout that 2019 season. I know um, Ashley Guevara sadly got uh, injured. I think she either tore or sprained her ACL at round two. Um, It's very sad to see. And then so Justine had kind had to kind of like step up and play that right corner um, throughout the rest of the season. And I think that she they ended up kind of playing with Devil's Advocate at Nationals. So Venom didn't get to go as like a team together. But I do have to say that Justine had kind of really shined more. Um, I know she'd played like previously with them and she was kind of playing in the in the middle, but it it sounds okay it's not horrible to say because it's a good point but it's like I feel like I didn't really look at Justine until she moved into that corner and then I felt like her skill set got better unfortunately she couldn't 
she didn't play very well at the did she she ended up playing at the women's draft tournament i think she was on amanda's team I'm, I'm not quite sure but she did have a thumb injury um where i think she had torn her thumb so she was kind of like i'm fine being like picked last sort of thing because i may or may not come and i'm injured um so that was definitely something with her it wasn't anything to do with her talent it was like to do with an injury because she's someone that i know that like me and amanda had been talking off season that we were like kind of worried about um coming back to the 2020 season i do think lisa freed as everyone's probably seen that highlight video that was posted on <laughs> hashtag dodgeball family um she so that video highlighted her more as a thrower but she was one of those that she played on devil's advocate in the 2019 season and she was one of those like annoying catchers because not only did she like snipe you out in the throw but like she would piss off royale because we were like for christ's sake she's catching everything so that was definitely something when i saw that they tr she transitioned to venom i was like oh i think venom's like Venom's always been on the verge of like being in the in like the complete mix of it. And I think that this kind of like then takes them over the top kind of thing. Um, I think I would agree like you kind of have to put Lisa in that left corner. But it's one of those things that like I know Emma can play in the middle, but I feel like her strength for her personally is better suited when she has a ball in her hand. And I feel like put her in the middle with the ball. Yes, but it's you're I feel like she is better at like protecting herself with a ball than she is. Mm -hmm. I think she's better on ball than off ball. So sure you can give her a ball in the middle, but it's like is that still going to be the same comfort as what you would have in the corner? Cuz I I pretty much I can ask Sammy this now cuz you're like solely our right corner on Royale. Like how comfortable would you be Kind of going playing in the middle because i'll answer that for you zero. she'd be comfortable anywhere she's amazing she's the best player in the country <laughs> i think we all i think we figured that all out tonight i mean we already know that i'm definitely like the best player in dodgeball history so yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <Whatever>. <laughs> uh but if you take a ball away from me and you throw me in the middle i am suddenly the worst dodgeball player in dodgeball. <laughs> so highs and lows yeah <laughs> gotta get in the catching position use the vagina <laughs> I mean, I tuck my elbows and I uh, squat like I know what I'm doing. So I look the role, but can I play the role? Mm. Difficult. <laughs> Difficult to decide. It's for like, give Sammy, Sammy a good on ball. <laughs> <laughs> give me ball, I'm golden, but anything else? Sorry. Yeah, I do. I do think someone that we haven't mentioned is uh, Kayla Jefferson has come over from what was the Clutch My Team and uh, she's a solid catcher. Kayla's a, a solid kind of all-around player. She she played on Precision this past season. Kayla did pretty well. Like, she, she has a pretty solid arm. She can catch when needed, and, like, she is limber and just saying, like, she could fold herself down when needed to dodge a ball. I think overall she's a pretty good player. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what you guys are thinking. We back um, up for a second. Yeah, I was gonna say she she definitely she did not played play on clutch for mode. Precision. She was definitely on clutch mode. I was like, did you guys have a Kayla? 
She played on our on our precision team. Am I am I mixing up the years? Because she one thousand percent played on our team. I think she was always she put, clutch mode. She, but wasn't clutch mode she, only a women's team last year? I don't don't make me look like a fool because I promise. Sam, I'm like, making you look like a fool. <laughs> but I, Sam, I know it's been a while. Never <laughs> playing for precision. Hey. I'm looking. I'm looking at my messages now because you and I are going to talk. Are you Kayla Jefferson? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm thinking about Amber. You're so right. No, they are not the same person. I know this. No. Person. Leave me alone. You're right. Ooh. I'm so sorry. I still love Kayla, and she's an amazing player, by the way. No, I'm pretending, but Kayla is an amazing player. She can totally throw and catch. Uh, like, it's not Amber. I, I think, Sam, though, there is definitely a lot of truth to your point. Yes, uh, because I love Kayla and she's great. Amber and Kayla. I have to say, from personal experience playing against Kayla, she drives me crazy because she always <laughs> Her arm got so much better. So much better over the years, I have to say. Definitely. From year, from every year going forward, her arm got like significantly better. I don't know if it's just that she's working out or if she's practicing more or what she's doing, but Kayla's arm has significantly gotten better. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm yeah, still so sorry about my screw up. Clearly, <laughs> I have no idea what I'm saying. Yeah, you guys all looked at me like I was psycho, and I am, like, and I'm so woman, sorry. Woman, you're crazy. I am, and I'm so sorry. I love you. Kayla, honestly, come on my team whenever you want. It's like scrolling through all her pictures being like, maybe she played on Precision at some point, but no. Stop, I'm just so upset with myself. I got to like her in high school, and I was like, no, she's definitely not playing on Precision. <laughs> I mean, Jenny, I think Jenny and I looked at each other on the Zoom chat. We're both like, you guys, you guys look so confused and like then I confused myself and I was like I'm so wrong and now this is all recorded <laughs> well, there was there was like I think there's two players that had played on precision previously that like that weren't coming back and I couldn't quite remember their name so I was like she must there must be another Kayla she's talking about no it was Amber her and Amber, Amber. played okay. Her and Amber play pretty similarly, in my opinion. Yeah, I do. I it's another one of those things where like Venom does have catching players. So like you have Alexa, you have uh, Emma, you're gonna have Kayla, and then generally like all of them or well, Lisa free too. Feel like if you were to look at Kayla, like we were just saying, that her style of play, her throwing capabilities have definitely dramatically changed. Um, so like if we look at that first like East Coast region like women's division that was on 2018 then there's definitely been a huge increase and I kind of want to know the backstory as to why she had changed to go to Venom um, I know there's like friendships with Cassie Weaver and stuff like that but I'm kind of I was like really intrigued by that move um, I wasn't surprised by them picking up Lisa Freed I know Royale was kind of like a little bit like, what? But we already have like nine people, so. <laughs> you can't have but... every player on the East Coast. No, I know. I reached out to Lisa Freed as well. 
Oh yeah, no, she was a hot. We did try to put the Teresa Freed. Yeah. (laughs) We're like, hey, are you on a team? Yeah, I'm on Venom. Shit. (laughs) I tried to approach Kayla also. That one. Kayla or Amber? Kayla. I tried to approach Kayla, which is probably where my confusion came in. Try to approach her. (laughs) But um. So when we're going back to the kind of talking about roles on the team, one thing I did want to say is that in that right corner, if we're talking right corner, you did have, we were talking about Ashley Guevara usually takes that position. She's definitely the caller for that team when she's playing. And we were saying that Justine's on the wing, but it's like, I, I would be interested to see how Ashley would play if she's not on the corner. I wonder what that dynamic would have been like and like that's why i'm saying like i don't know who would be the corner for this because i feel like this team has a lot of different dynamics that could work well and so it's but it's also like really exciting to see this team because not only had they improved from last season but then they have some new additions which i think only helped them even more should we kind of talk about illusion and then kind of compare yeah sam take it away yeah i don't want to screw up again <laughs> I certainly right. think you know your own team. So my team consists of most people who were a part of Precision previously. So Precision changed the name to Illusion, and Kim handed over the team to me as captain. Precision was always significantly lumped in with the co-ed team and the men's team. Of precision and we kind of wanted to break away from that so I said I would captain the team and uh, I would do that under the consideration that I'd rename the team and we've kind of become our own women's team that's where illusion came from anyway we kept most of our players with the addition of Nikki Mastone super great athlete don't know how fantastic she'll be in dodgeball. <laughs> but She's a softball player too, She's right? She was a huge softball player. Yeah. Huge. Great athlete, ex- like significantly competitive. Right. So Alicia played on Precision previously for the last, I want to say the last two rounds. Um, and then... And then when I reached out to her regarding the upcoming season, she said, you know, whatever rounds I can make, I am a thousand percent in on playing on your team. So Alicia was going to be on illusion, you know, with whatever rounds that she could make. Um, We added Nicole Napoli, uh, who we haven't had a significant experience with and everything, but like Nicole, has been a part of Elite, has been a part of U.S. Dodgeball. She's been a part of the Dodgeball community for a significant amount of time. And I've played with her, love playing with her. I think we have great chemistry together. I think it all work out. Um, we have Sandy Stewart, Sam Williams, Triana, and Kim. We had two members who were kind of, you know, I'll be there when I can maybe we can't, which was a slight downfall to us. However, if there is one amazing thing that I could say about our team, it is we are extremely adaptable. We showed it with precision. 
I think throughout every round, we had a new team every single time mm-hmm. of the previous year. We had a new team. We had new players every single time we played. Um, and we are pretty adaptable to that. I think that we have a strong coming out. We pretty much held our own with you guys, Royale, over there. You know, <laughs> most rounds. We at least took a game or two from you each time. And there were a couple times we came out on top. I think that we're a pretty strong contender. So we have a lot of strong players. Uh, we have one significantly new player. Uh, and our downfall is that not everybody was going to be able to make every single round. The addition of Nicole onto your team. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of just said it earlier when she had played with you at nationals, particularly how Nicole's style of play um, is like controlled erratic. <laughs> if that if that makes sense. Like she, she moves a lot. She's like very lateral Um, and like how she dodges and like how she goes for counters and that sort of thing and I think when she had played with Devil's Advocate before she didn't have other teammates that could then back her up on that whereas that was something that Precision played very well like quick on the counters kind of moving back and forward pressuring and from what I saw at Nationals is that it was kind of like it was like she was like a missing or you guys were her missing puzzle piece sort of thing um so that was definitely something that i thought was really interesting like we were saying before like it's going to be a lot of the same precision team a couple of new additions um i'm excited to see how alicia kind of mixes in with her style of play um who would have been your like where do you think people would have played like who would have been your corners and uh, like middles and wings um so i was a big left corner um was willing to play in the right you know when needed but like I was a big left corner um and we tried out Sam Williams and Sandy Mm -hmm. um as far as our right corners in all honesty there was a lot of switching out throughout our time in precision to kind of figure out where people fit uh and I'm not 100% sure that we hit our mark I'm like, this is 1,000% where everyone's going to play. But um, I think that we made pretty big strides into what people's strengths and weaknesses were. But Sammy, uh, Sam Williams and Sandy Stewart were our big, I would say, right corners. And even Triana. Triana kind of pulled in as a corner, but she was a big catcher for us. One thing we're kind of talking about style of play is that I did notice with what was previously precision before is that you guys had a very like reactionary game. So it was very like counters in responses to what the other team was doing and like you're responding and reacting to that. Do you feel like illusion would be playing that same style of game? Um, I would say so. Um, So Kind of taking over the team, I had two rules, which was one, you know, we play together as a team. If you feel like you 1,000% have the shot, I feel confident in my team to take it. You know, I don't want to hold anyone back. I know that some people, you know, you want to 
have all the ball control and all that, but sometimes taking the shot makes a lot of sense. And I feel confident in my team. If you feel that you have that shot, you take it, but be confident in it. If not, we're going to have a different conversation. The other rule was that if you feel you're going to have an off, if you feel you're having an off game, you take yourself off the court Mm -hmm. and switch with somebody else. Um, We had a, we had a, we had a slight problem with that, you know, with precision, you know, we kind of made that statement. Like if you're having a bad day, take yourself off. It doesn't make you a bad player. It's knowing where you are. And I think that that plays pretty heavily into our game and how we play it moving forward. Would you have been the play caller for your team? Um, yes. I also think that it switched off between me and I would say Sammy, uh, Sandy. Mm-hmm. Between me and Sandy, because Sandy was my uh, kind of co-coach. Mm-hmm. You know, outside of Kim, if she was there, then it would be Kim. But uh, without Kim there, it was me and Sandy. <laughs> okay, so Sammy, what do you think of this team illusion? I, I look across the board and I can absolutely picture this team on the other side of the court for me. Um, obviously, from what I've played before, Sam, you're always across the court for me. It always happens that way. Um, when Kim's there, of course, she's cross corner. I mean, I, I do I do think this team is not a team that we've ever taken lightly. Um, we always go into the game knowing full well that you guys can absolutely bring it. Um, you guys are smart players. You got a lot of throwers on your team. You got a lot of catchers on your team. Um, there's not really a lot of things that I would I would really question. I mean, I think I think Nicole brings a different dynamic to this team. Um, she's kind of like we talked about earlier. She's like an organized chaos. Um, She's a really good player to have in as like your last player because she's always going to make some sort of clutch play. Uh, Nikki, mm-hmm. I, I've seen her play. She played in that draft tournament. She's a solid player. She can play. I mean, like you said, she she's an athlete, and I, I think that definitely plays a big role in being able to pick up dodgeball. It's a lot of movement, high intensity, um, sort of your butt makes me feel like I'm out of shape that's for sure I I do <laughs> really think that this this team brings a solid match to the table um when I look at them in comparison to Venom across the board though I it's hard it, it's another it's hard I mean they're really <laughs> solid evenly matched teams um I think obviously Venom has a lot of younger players. Uh, Illusion has some players that have, you know, been around for some time. Of, um, but it, it's definitely tough. I I think. So I'm just going to throw some statistics out. So last year, Venom was third. Precision was fourth in seeding in round one. Precision was second. Venom was fourth in round two. 
round three, Venom was third, Precision was fourth in round robin seeding. Precision got third in round one, and Venom lost in round one to Devil's Advocate. In round two, Venom beat Stealth and lost to Royale 4-2, whilst Precision lost to Clutch 4-0, but then Precision beat Venom 4-2. But that's round two also where Ashley got hurt, so we could factor that in as well. Yeah. Um, and then round three, Venom beat Clutch Mode and lost to Clash, and Precision lost to Devil's Advocate, and then Venom beat Devil's Advocate to get third. So, I mean, if you talk about it statistically-wise, that's pretty even. I mean, it's not really helping us in terms of yeah. <laughs> who pulls ahead. Um, Precision did beat them in the one match that we have recorded from last year. I don't know if that's true of all the round. I mean, I guess you guys would have played them probably twice in round robins each each tournament because everyone played each other twice. So there's six other matches. I don't, Sam, if you remember how you guys played against them last year. Um, and then I think the big other question is, you know, the two big additions that both teams made, one being Lisa Freed for, for Venom, and then you guys adding Nicole are both really big additions, really good players, sort of in the upper 10 to 15 players, both those players adding into those teams. So it's like, you know, again, it doesn't really help in terms of pushing one team or the other over the top. For me, I think I lean a little towards Venom. I just think... Ashley is like a militant leader, I would say. Like she's very like she really takes control of the team and gets them to play the style that she wants them to play. Um and I think there's like a little bit more of a set understanding of where players are gonna play. I think you guys are a little more free flowing besides for you playing one corner, Sam. I'm not really sure where everyone else is gonna play, especially if Kim's not there as your other corner. Um, so that's what makes me sort of lean a little towards Venom. And I think the addition of Lisa and, you know, Justine getting better and Cassie getting better and Alexa getting better uh, puts me, they're just, I just see them as a little slightly better. What do you guys think, Jenny? I do agree. Um, mainly because if I'm looking at the dynamic shift between the two teams, like where were these teams the previous season? Where are they this season? I think the dynamic change of players being added to Venom is they have a lot of players that would fit in with their style of play. I do think with Illusion is a is fantastic pickup to pick up Nicole Nathaling. She is like a star player. And I do think that she fits with your team dynamic, but I'm not quite sure how Nikki or Alicia would fit in that style of play. And it's like, oh, because if you're saying like, Nikki, yes, she's an athlete, but she, if she's fresh off the boat, then is that going to be hindering? So like, for example, if you play and Venom's game is to leave someone that they feel like is less experienced on the court, is she going to know the strategy to try and pull out of like a 2v1 situation? Um, so that's what I'm, I'm leaning more to, this is really like, this would be a really fun match to watch. I think this would like go to like game seven. It would be like back and forth because both of your styles of play are, I, I think they like mesh well with like how Venom style of is and like how you guys are kind of like more reactionary then like I think it'd be a really interesting game but I 
I do feel like it's it's if I'm looking at each player individually and if they were put into a scenario who I think would come out, I do think that part of your weakness is sometimes you do uh, illusion might have a little bit less experience with some of the players on your team if it comes down to like what do I do when I'm by myself or what do we do when we're in a 2v2 scenario like what happens to illusion if Sandy Kim or yourself is already eliminated like who I don't get a clear person who would step up like do you know what I'm do you know what I'm saying um <laughs> But I am saying it's very close. It's like very hard to say, <laughs> but it's like, I'm trying to nitpick like points that would be the reasoning for why leaning uh, one way than another. Sam, what do you kind of think to that? So I'm going to agree with you guys. Um, I think that Illusion 1000% has the capable capability of coming in second Possibly even first. Yeah, I'm never. I'm never gonna throw that off the table. Go ahead, give me that face, Sammy. You give try to steal that. Right, my, my ego's <laughs> I'm just saying. But, <laughs> but you guys are right in saying that Ashley is a significantly strong leader, and knows where she wants to put people, where she wants to do you know, where she wants certain things to happen, how she wants the play to go out, all of that. Whereas me, on the other hand, as a leader, I'm a little bit more of a free-for-all. And my team would do better as rounds go on. I think that we're a team that, you know, like, we figure it out a little bit more on the court. And as time goes on, than uh, we do overall, whereas Venom might have a little more structure going into it. I'm pretty confident in our team, but if you're going to look at it on paper, I could see how people would say Venom has it over on us. And I think that in a one-to-one matchup, it would be a pretty, pretty good game to watch. And either one of us could come out on top either way. I think it kind of goes both ways. It's a 50-50 shot no matter how you split it. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, we're splitting hairs here, so it's like, you could see it going either way. I think both you guys are super talented. I just think over a three tournament match, I personally lean towards Venom. Sam, what do you think? I, I mean, I definitely, <laughs> I agree with all the points that have been made so far. I I definitely agree with leaning towards Venom in this, this circumstance. Um, I think I think Venom would definitely, I mean, even in, in previous tournaments, it's come down to, you know, precision and Venom and pretty evenly matched in rankings and everything. But, I mean, Ash is going to run this team and Ash is going to kill them on the court, essentially. <laughs> um, I think, I think I Lisa being a pickup on that team is a huge, huge um, deal for them. Um, I mean, obviously, I in the women's draft tournament, Lisa was the very first pick. I picked her first because I, I see so much potential in this girl. Um, I mean, I know she within dodgeball, she's going to do incredible things. And 
she really has so, so much potential to really step it up and surprise people. And, and I feel like, I don't know, no, no offense, Sam, but I, I feel like Venom is just going to show up to this game and, and I, I know they're going to show up for this game. And I, I feel like Precision or Illusion now is one of those teams that, that is like a 50-50 team. Sometimes they show up and they're ready to kick your ass. And, and other times they, they don't. I can't say you're wrong. And I'm fully willing to take the underdog um, position and then you oh, know, come out on top. Like, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I, my, I love that. My team is ready to like – yeah, we take that third place position, like, you know, I'm in for it. And I I would hope that my team's in for backing that up. Like, hey, like, we'll take that underdog position. I think Illusion and Venom overall are pretty significantly evenly matched to the point where either one of us could take that second or third place. And, you know, if Illusion is that team, to take that third ranking position, I am a thousand percent for it. It means that we just have that much more to prove moving forward. And trust me, my team is willing to push forward in that. I do want to say that if we're talking about like part of the, why we would think Venom over Illusion is part of dynamic, like who's to say that it might just be the first round or the second round you guys don't perform as well as what you wanted to take that third spot, but then the second round you come back, but it just how points would work out kind of thing mm-hmm. that it could be that whole thing where it's like a mix up and it's like one point in between kind of leading into it. So I think we're kind of all in agreement that if we were to look at what would be the rankings for the East, we would say first would be Royale and then two Venom, third would be Illusion and then fourth Frenzy. Yeah. I think that's pretty clearly, I mean, after a long debate, I think we are all in agreement with that order. Yeah. Woohoo! <laughs> Go to Nationals! <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that wraps up our East Coast rankings. Um, I want to thank you both for coming on. Thanks for spending two hours with us talking <laughs> about our, you know, imaginary, imaginary dodgeball. Um, it's now like my 12th episode of podcasts in a row of doing it. So it's obviously something I really enjoy doing. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, we'll see when uh, we get to nationals, how you guys all fare out in the, uh, in our national tournament. So, you know, next time we talk about you guys, you'll be ranked in a 16 team bracket. So there we have it. There's the end of our first region, the East Coast, and the next region we'll be looking into is the West Coast. So if you want to make sure to keep an eye out for that episode, the best way to do that is to subscribe to the podcast, which we are streaming on Apple Podcasts, Buzzsprout, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Stitcher. And also don't forget to check out the Dodgeball podcast. If you want to get in touch with us about your points and views, you can do that on our Facebook page at the Win of Dodgeball Podcast, on our Facebook group at the Wad Pod, and on Instagram at the underscore Wad underscore Pod. Don't forget to pick up some of our new merchandise. As a little reminder, you can get it directly through us, or you can go on our Etsy shop at www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash women of dodgeball. <laughs>
to wrap everything up, everyone out there, stay safe, stay healthy, and remember, that's what she said. Bye!